What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Cub Cooker live stream podcast, the Cub Cooker Supernatural live stream podcast. My name is Cub Cooker, and if you're just now joining us, um, we talk about faith, spirituality, and the paranormal on every single episode of this podcast. Justin, what is up? Roberty, what is up? Allison, thank you for being here. Uh, Rurafu, welcome. Searching for God, welcome. So today we're going to be talking about um, what if, what if it's all connected. And I separated those lines. What if, question mark, it's all connected, period. Uh, because I believe it is all connected. 74 Leathercraft, hello, hello. What's up, Jacob? How are you doing, brother? Hope you're having a beautiful day. Melissa, welcome. How are you doing? Crafty Delphi, welcome. Sleeping Lion on a Boat, what is up? Laos, welcome. Itty97, what is up? Uh, Yozakira, what is up? John, thank you for joining. Anyway, we got a lot of people jumping on today. Um, so I'm going to be reading a couple of things today that I think are really interesting. I didn't get to get into these yesterday. Um, I wanted to read from Genesis yesterday, and today I'm going to read from Genesis. In fact, I'm about to read now. I'm working on kind of getting my area all set up so I can see and talk, and we can get everything going here. Uh, I've been sitting at the computer over there, but I wanted to kind of move today so I could be what I was hoping was a little more comfortable, but now I'm in a creaking chair and... Anyway, I'll get my studio figured out one of these days soon, so. All right, let's see. We share the belief. I also feel that we are connected to each other and the entire universe. Absolutely, Robert. So, what I'm proposing today, again, open mind, everyone. Open mind, everyone. What I'm proposing today is that it is all connected, and in fact, what we see uh, in ancient scriptures, what we see in ancient cultures is all connected to what we're experiencing now. I wrote a book in 2020, and it finally got released on audiobook very recently. In fact, this month. Um, and in fact, I haven't even gotten my payment from Audible yet this month because it was so new. It just came out. And uh, it's all about how we are connected to the divine intelligence. It's called God-Given Gifts of Brilliance and how to tap into your personal God-given gifts. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful book. I've got um, a lot of cool stuff in it that if you have not read it, I highly, highly recommend it. Um, it's over on cubcooker.me, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.me. Um, the audiobook is read and narrated by me, and in fact, I'm going to read a little bit from it. Um, as we get going here, if I can get it pulled up on the iPad here. Um, okay, so I read a little bit from it the other day, but I thought it was prudent to go ahead and read some uh, from it today. And I love this. This is a scripture that I have in it. It's from the Passion Translation, Matthew thirteen fifty two. He responded, every scholar of the scriptures who is instructed in the ways of heaven's kingdom realm is like a wealthy homeowner with his house filled with treasures both old and new, and he knows how and when to bring them out to show others. So I've had a lot of people kind of come out against me and say, you know, you're teaching New Age stuff, you're teaching whatever. 
You guys, it's right there in the scripture. Whoever's instructed in the ways of God's kingdom, of heaven's kingdom, uh, is like a wealthy homeowner who can bring out treasures both old and new. And so it's really important, I think, that we understand this stuff because it adds texture and layers to our faith that we have never had before when we just try to boil it down and simplify it and say, well, if it's not in the Bible, then I'm not going to read it. Uh, because there's so many other scriptures, guys. There's hundreds of different pieces of scripture that are all beautiful and, and have truths about you and about me and about who God is uh, that just didn't make the cut for the Bible because we have to remember that the Bible was created by a bunch of men who decided what they wanted in it. So um, let's see. We got some questions on here. Thank you guys for the flowers. Uh, can you say the name of your book again, please? Robert says, um, it's God-Given Gifts of Brilliance. And I will bring it up for you on the screen here. Um, they make this so hard here on TikTok. Let's see, where is it? Um, the audiobook is probably my favorite version of it. I have it on digital um, if you want to read it on Kindle. But the audiobook is narrated by me. There it is. Bright green cover. Uh, and you can get it over at cubcooker.me, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.me. Just look for the tab that has the audiobook on it. Um, and it's about four or five hours long, but I really get to go through and narrate it and ask questions and share ideas. Uh, so if you haven't checked that out, that is the number one way you can help support me in this ministry and what I'm doing here. Uh, because uh, without that, without things like that, I couldn't do this full-time. So it's important for me to be able to continue doing this, and I know a lot of you guys have said the same thing, that it's important to you for me to continue doing this. So um, all the support in the world helps. Thank you, guys. Um, so anyway, as we're going to talk about today, I'm going to read Book of Enoch, and then I'm going to read some uh, Genesis. Uh, there's Abel. The dogs get to join me every day. Um, I don't get a lot of break from them. I love them to death. Uh, but you may hear them snoring in the background. You may hear them uh, grumbling. And that's just, uh, that's what they do. So we're going to talk about the mountain of God today. This mountain in the book of Enoch. Is it a mythical place? Is, was it a real place? Um, it's said in the book of Enoch that this mountain went up to the top of the heavens and it met the heavens, it kissed the heavens, um, and that he could see all the luminaries from there. And so I'm going to jump into it here. Um, it's the beginning of chapter six here on taken by angels in, uh, the book of the watchers. So, uh, if you have the complete books of Enoch, which I have available on my spiritual resource shop, it's in all of my profile links everywhere, uh, stand.store slash cubcooker or cubcooker.me, they'll both get you at the same place. Um, you can grab the complete works of Enoch there, and there's also a great audiobook there that I featured that's the audiobook I personally listen to to try to get the whole story in at once and then go through and study it line by line, chapter by chapter. So chapter six, it says, uh, angels took and brought me to a place in which those who were there were like flaming fire. And when they wished, they appeared as men. Marvell, you can't have that toy right now. Sorry. Um, and when they wished, they appeared as men. So right away, we've talked about, you know, how you've got 
these extraterrestrial craft and then they look like flaming fire and then a man appears in front of them and so when you start to look at these types of writings you have to understand that they didn't have a word for technology they didn't know what a spaceship was they didn't know what a craft was they didn't know what an extraterrestrial was now i am not saying that all of these gods and angels and everything talked about in, in scripture are simply just little green men but i propose something in the middle i propose that angelic beings are extraterrestrials and extraterrestrials are angelic beings i think they deserve reverence i think they deserve uh, respect and i think that we need to understand that what the angels in the bible are are much different creatures than we like to understand they're not just winged men uh, in white robes and so very very interesting when we get into this so um let's see are you on the one ah let's see are you on the one it is that there were in school i don't know what that means i'm sorry um let's see ah lots of questions here uh why are people taught they're hurt and broken sinners when they need to be fixed great question um so your god created satan knowing that he was going to be evil so god created my god created all things in the universe he created good um and then that good morphed into evil at some point and uh marvell i'm trying to do a live stream here um there we go uh, so, you know, that's, that's a deeper existential question than I can answer. And I honestly, if that's where you're going and that's the main question, why did God create evil? Then you're missing out on a whole world of interacting with spiritual beings and interacting as a spiritual being. Uh, because that's something, even after all my meditating, after all of my time spent doing this, after all my time reading scripture, I still don't get it guys. I don't understand why did Satan have to exist? Like, I don't get it. But again, what I'm going to share here in a minute is I think we've been duped completely uh, where these gods of the Old Testament are not the God that Christ was talking about. I think it's super clear. Uh, I don't see how people miss it and then people argue with me. And there's a video that just came out uh, where a girl is talking about all this Gnosticism and New Age knowledge and everything and uh, saying that we claim we have superpowers because I'm... By all intents and purposes, um, I believe in Gnosticism. I believe in Christ. I believe that he is my way and he came to unlock us and set us free where we can go right back to God and we're no, under, no longer under the law of the gods. And so that's, that's my belief. Um, and you guys don't have to believe with me on that. We've got so many people on here that believe different things. But I promise you, if you stick around, you'll learn a lot from what I talk about. Um, and again, it doesn't mean we have to agree on everything. So, uh, have a good day. Take care. Jennifer says, thank you so much. Uh, evil could come from the reptilians and use mind altering technology. Definitely. I mean, you hear about, you know, people being taken over by entities all the time. I think that that's definitely relevant. Um, and a lot of these technologies, we, uh, we like to think that they're not spiritual, but there is such a thing as spiritual technology. We can use it. We can access it within our biological form, uh, but also there's spiritual technologies in the heavens that they can use to harness spiritual energy, to transmute through uh, the realms, all kinds of stuff. So uh, to separate, separate the wheat 
from the shaft. Yes, absolutely. Hi, hope all is well. TikTok changed our names again. Ugh, I know, June. Um, it's so annoying. I don't understand what the uh, the TikTok thing is. Like one day it's my username and then the next day it's my handle. I mean, both of them are close to the same at least, so that's good. But um, what are we debating? Uh, I'm probably not uh, blank enough for this yet. Uh, Jess, you don't have to be on anything to join this. We're just talking about the Book of Enoch mainly. Talking about the Book of Enoch and how it ties to Genesis and the two creation stories in Genesis with two very different beings, one creating, one making. I'm about to reveal that today. I probably should have said that earlier on this, uh, but it gets wild, guys. So, um, And then they brought me to a place of darkness and to a mountain, the point of whose summit reached to heaven. And I saw the places of the luminaries and the treasures of the stars and of the thunder in the uttermost depths. Where a fiery bow and arrows and their quiver, a fiery sword and the lightnings were. And they took me to the living waters and to the fire of the west, which receives every setting of the sun. So right away, guys, we're getting a whole different picture of what our world is. Now, was he just in a spiritual state at this point going around seeing all the spiritual realms was he actually seeing the ends of the earth that maybe we haven't even visited yet? Um, what was he seeing? But we know that this is not the only experience like this in scripture. There are many of them. Ezekiel has them. John had the revelation. Um, you've got Elijah. You've got, um, of course, Enoch talked about. There's just so, there's too many, too many of these experiences in the Bible and many, many, many other uh, myths and lores and scriptures and belief systems. So, um, amen. God is love and Jesus is my Lord. Amen. Me too. Um, which brought me into discussing Lilith and how I think Adam and Eve children reproduce with children of Adam and Lilith. Yeah, I see. That's definitely something that I'm starting to explore. In fact, I made a picture of Lilith using this AI that I've been using. And this is a beautiful, beautiful picture. I hope you guys like this. Just speaking of Lilith. Lilith is talked about as being the second wife of Adam. And this was a picture of Lilith that I came up with. Uh, clothed in snake skin, beautiful hair and Lily. Um, we don't actually know who Lilith was, but we know she's in a lot of mythologies. And I'm starting to learn a lot more about her. Uh, but I also think the Garden of Eden story and that mythology is much deeper than we want to think, especially between chapter 1 and chapter 2 of Genesis, which I'm going to go ahead and read right now. So, in chapter 1 of Genesis, it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was... Uh, ah, let me change, hold on. i got to get to the Names of God Bible because this is where it all comes together. Um, because the names of God Bible, I don't always read it, but when we're trying to understand, kind of looking at the root words, the names of God Bible is really going to like reveal a lot of that for us. So let me put the Garden of Eden photo back on here because, uh, I think this is such a cool, cool representation. So, um, in fact, I'll put, uh, I'll put that on 
There's the garden, kind of the original creation. So, in the beginning, Elohim created heaven and earth. And so, Elohim here um, can mean two different things. It can mean just God, God Most High. Uh, it can also mean like the Godhead, or a lot of people believe the Trinity. I'm starting personally, after reading a lot and praying a lot and trying to understand a lot, I'm starting to believe that the Trinity is not what we've come to understand it in our modern time, but we've tweaked it a little bit. Uh, and that the original Trinity was Father, Mother, Son. And that the Holy Spirit we experience now is actually a feminine breath, a feminine energy of creativity that moves through us and moves us to go create, moves us to take action, moves us to go and act on our faith. Um, and that it is that mothering spirit that mothers us along. And I know that sounds super pagan, but we have to remember pagan beliefs were from direct experience of these things in the early days of creation. And then it moved into Bible times. You had the law. We had the gods, the reign of the gods, or the fallen angels, according to the book of Enoch. I'm not here saying all of this is 100% true, but I'm just, I have to give you guys the mythologies so when you read it, you understand that you're, you're dealing with more than the Bible you can grab on your shelf. Because the Bible you grab on your shelf has been edited and morphed over thousands of years um, as we've taken scripture, put it together, decided what will be canonized, decided what we're going to be using. Uh, Lilith, from my understanding, is a very powerful deity with within witchcraft, um, which uh, the name witchcraft is mis misleading. Uh, Lilith was Adam's first wife. Jeff, okay, yeah, so Jess says uh, Lilith was Adam's first wife. I've, you know, the stuff I looked up online on the uh, Encyclopedia Britannica or whatever said it was his second wife. Probably depends on which mythology you look at, but uh, sounds like it could be his first wife. I also wonder that, and that makes sense, especially in Gnosticism, uh, Jess, that you said that, because in Gnosticism, and uh, we're going to look at Genesis 1 and Genesis 2, where there's two beings, there's the Elohim Godhead that creates in Genesis 1, and then there's Yahweh that makes in Genesis 2, and Eve was a made creation out of clay from the side of Adam. Oh, just wait until you start studying the missing books of the Bible, uh, at least 26 missing yeah, Jess, we've already we've been doing Gospel of Thomas, Gospel of Judas, uh, Gospel of Mary Magdalene. Um, we've done some Jasher. Yeah, Abel, I know. Abel's grumpy and tired today. We've done some Jasher. Um, we've really, you know, it's it's hard for me. I'm trying to stick with Enoch because there's so many things that we can like jump around at. This is a pretty picture of maybe early creation. So. Um, so let's see. Okay, getting back into it. I want to actually read the fullness of Genesis 1 and then Genesis 2 because this is where you guys can make your own decision. Are there two different gods or two different voices specifically being talked about? I think yes. So, but uh, nice. There's a book of the Lilith as well. Do Okay, thank you, Jess. I'm going to go check that out, definitely. Because I love to bring that stuff to you guys. And that's all I'm trying to do is just awaken all of us here. Um, none of this changes my faith in Christ. I believe he's still in me. I believe he still came and went to the cross for me. But I think what he came for was much different than we have put in our modern churches. Um, 
Hey, bro, uh, I checked what you spoke on yesterday. Thank you, Madman. Uh, what did you think of it? Any thoughts on it? Uh, share them here. I'd love to know. So getting into the creation. In the beginning, Elohim created heaven and earth, again, being the, uh, the Godhead, I believe, Father, Mother, Son. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep water. The Ruach Elohim, which would be the Mother Elohim, or the Holy Spirit Elohim, whatever you want to call it, was hovering over the water. Then Elohim said, let there be light, so there was light. Elohim saw the light, and it was good. So Elohim separated the light from the darkness. Elohim named the light day and the darkness named night. There was evening and then morning the first day. Then Elohim said, let there be a horizon in the middle of the water in order to separate the water. So Elohim made the horizon and separated the water above and the water below the horizon. And so it was. Elohim named that water above the horizon sky. And there was evening and then morning the second day. So you guys see... Where we're getting, uh, Madman says, uh, facts, I was mind blown. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Uh, I hope today does justice as well, too. Um, I just go live with these and we just get into it and talk about it. So, uh, you sound like a Jewish witness, uh, Jane. I don't know. I don't really claim any, I just try to look at all mythologies, all scriptures, and try to put together the full picture. That's, that's all I'm trying to do here. I'm not really coming at it from a certain doctrinal point of view, though I have studied more Judaism and more Christianity, and I grew up Christian, uh, so I probably do lean that way somewhat, but I also definitely agree with a lot of what I've seen in Gnosticism so far. So, uh, A study published showed that religious fundamentalism is a result of impairment and brain damage. Uh, well, I don't know so much about that, uh, more or less uh, said that comment. I don't know about that. Um, but I think that it's just a lot of people are, they're looking for truth. They're looking for salvation. Literally, they're looking for something to rescue them from this crazy life, um, in some way to find belief and understanding. And that's why I finally decided, like, let's just go back to the beginning. Let's go back to all the early mythologies, the Sumerian tablets, the Egyptian gods, uh, the Christian gods. Well, there's not even really such thing as the, the Christian gods. That's very, very new on the religious scale, but you know, the Hebrew gods, uh, the Hindu gods, like I love looking at all of that because I think there's so many similarities and I think there is a stream of truth that runs through all of that. So, um, all plagiarism probably, yeah, probably all of those beliefs again, stem from one, one origin of truth. And then we're all trying to make sense of it as we go along. So, um, I believe the Vatican has so many things hidden. It's crazy. When you start researching the Vatican, Jess says, yes, Yes, it is. I have been studying that quite a bit. I did a video the other day on their vaults and archives, and it's just, it's unbelievable. Uh, what if there is no truth? What if we will never know and just get lost in uh, the beautiful mystery? I think that's kind of the point period there, um, Dual Ninja says. I think that's kind of the point in general that I'm trying to make with all of this, is that truth is simpler than we want to make it. Um, it's also more beautiful than we want to make it. It's also um, exactly what Christ came and preached, which is love your neighbor as yourself uh, and love the Lord your God above all. God El Elyon, God Most High, uh, the Godhead, the creator, not the maker, but the creator. And realizing that we do live in a matrix, and once you start to see that, 
uh, then the matrix can melt away. You can see yourself as you truly are. You can see God as he truly is. And you can see Christ as he truly is. And we just don't understand that because we've tried to make things into religion, into uh, one basis of understanding that we can try to go to over and over and over and hope that we're finding um, meaning in all of that. Um, anyway, that's just my thoughts. So energy doesn't just disappear. Amen. Amen. I believe that, Jess. Uh, because we're all energy. Like, that's what, you know, this mass that we have as a body. And I'm about to read that. Let me get to that. Because we're going to read what Yahweh does to the energy creation. Uh, because this first creation is beautiful and perfect and I believe is transmuted between its energy and its physical form, and it is a spiritual form. And then the second creation is actually a makership under the rule of Yahweh and the gods of the earth. So, Jess says, I'm curious about your, uh, as to your foundation, your roots, uh, what made you start studying? I'll answer that in just a second, Jess. Great question. Um, so then Elohim said, let there be horizon. I talked about that. Then Elohim said, let the water under the sky come together in one area and let dry land appear. And so it was Elohim named the dry land earth, the water, which came together. He named sea Elohim saw that it was good. Then Elohim said, let the earth produce vegetation, plants bearing seeds and according to each its own type and fruit trees bearing fruit with seeds each according to its own type. And so it was. The earth produced vegetation, plants bearing seeds, each according to its own type, trees according to its own type. Elohim saw that they were good, and there was evening and the morning on the third day. So we already see that creation's already packaged to reproduce perfectly, beautifully. Uh, we already have the divine computation of God, the logos of God. Again, I think that's the Son. The mother and the father come together. They create with the Son. All things in creation, that Logos, the Word of God is Christ. Everybody tries to say that the Bible is the Word of God. I do not believe that for one second, guys. I believe it contains the Word of God in places, but I certainly don't believe it's the Word of God. I've never have. I've never understood that because I understand Christ to be the Word of God, and I just don't think it's in that book that we have our fingerprints all over. I think the Word of God is within us. And that we are a part of Christ because he has brought us to him. And now we are literally sons and daughters of the, the divine father, the divine mother. And we are part of the triune family, father, mother, son. That's just my beliefs. So. Um, anyway, I'll get to these questions. Um, Bible is not the word of God. Uh, Jesus uh, is idolatry, says. That's exactly what I'm talking about here. Christ is the word of God. Uh, Father, Mother, Son, the Holy Triune uh, that we've discombobulated, I think, over the years. And I'm not saying I'm 100% right with that, but that is my understanding at this point. So uh, maybe if you, you know, anybody watching, listening to this, start to read kind of through that lens, you start to see things a little uh, clearly. Uh, why Mother? Um, why Mother? Because if you look at the divine God of gods in the Sumerian culture, it was El Elyon, uh, El, the God of gods. He was represented by a bull. And I fully believe, after looking at the Exodus, when Yahweh was on the mountain giving the law and Moses came down and they're worshiping a golden calf, I think they built an altar to El, 
who's represented by the bull, made a golden calf to worship El, who I believe is the one Godhead. And Yahweh hijacked that creation because he even said that I will take Israel as my portion. And I believe he's the maker God that fashioned everything and has basically built this matrix. And it's our job, if we truly have Christ, to see things as they really are and manifest the true kingdom of God. Because Christ talked of the kingdom of God, not the kingdom of heaven. And the, the scribes and the Pharisees around him were obsessed with the kingdom of heaven, the physical kingdom of heaven. When Christ was saying, my father, the day will come that you will worship my father in spirit and in truth. And I don't think he was saying in that moment that you'll worship my father in spirit and truth like they were already worshiping his father. I think he was saying, you'll worship my father. You will worship my father. The day is coming and you'll have to worship him in spirit and in truth, not in the ways, not by the law, not by the sacrifices that you are. And I think Christ was the final bull, the final sacrifice to Yahweh and the other gods that needed those sacrifices. Just my little, just my thoughts, guys. Doesn't mean I'm right. I'm still figuring this out just like everybody is, but I certainly don't buy what's been packaged and sold to us for the last 2,000 years trying to understand this thing that Christ came with a very pure seed of truth and love. And it's just really obvious to me once you start looking through that. Um, again, I don't have all the pieces put together, but it's definitely starting to come together. So, uh, I'm an atheist. Is your God preparing eternal torture for me? No, sir, Charlie, he's not. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. There is Yahweh, the God, who is the judge the, uh, the one that likes to hold the law against people, the one that likes things to be uh, perfect around him. And then there is El Elyon who created all things in beauty and love and light. You were created that way too. And I believe that's the one that Christ came to share with us. So if you watch my channel, this is not your typical faith channel at all. So in fact, you're going to hear stuff here that, um, sorry, I got to spank my dog as she's trying to get out, get out from behind me. There we go. Okay, sorry. Marvell is just literally trying to uh, get behind me and eat this. I have, I don't know if you guys, um, okay, she knocked the power out there. Sorry, um, unplugged my phone. Uh, guy equals God from what I've always understood. Um, I definitely think it's part of God, definitely. Um, oh, that's cool. I didn't know I could bring up all of the comments like that. Uh, that's super cool. I'll do that in a minute. Uh, June says, LOL. Thank you. Yeah. Marvell gets, uh, she's a, like a 10 month old puppy now and she's trying to eat a candle, a lit candle right now. That'll tell you a lot about her. God bless her. Um, so Elohim said, let the water swarm with swimming creatures. Let the birds fly through the sky and the earth. So Elohim created the large creatures, every type that swims in the water and the flying bird. Anyway, you guys get the point. Then we get down to verse 26. Elohim said, let us make humans in our own image. Let us make humans in our own image. When do you ever hear that at a church? When do you ever hear that at a pulpit? And I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to throw down on anybody, guys, but let us make humans in our own image. That is so important. And then he created them male and female. Be fertile, increase in number, fill the earth. He blessed them. I have given you every plant and seed on the face of the earth, an animal that crawls on it. And Elohim saw everything that he made and said it was good. There was evening and morning 
on the sixth day. He said that we are to rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, uh, and the animals that crawl on the earth. He said to be its master, be the master of the earth, of Gaia, right? Okay, so, what, and that doesn't mean that we're supposed to be, you know, harness its power and, and wield an iron fist over it. No, it means that we're, we're to be masters of it. We're to be good stewards of it. We're to be servants of it. And then I'm going to throw this picture up here because I think this is a really good representation of what I'm about to read. This is going to blow your mind, guys. We're going to go to Genesis 2 here. So you see the beautiful, beautiful creation. Like everything's perfect in that creation. There was no suffering. There's no like talk of flesh, right? There's no talk of flesh. Now, I believe there was some sort of substrate there to harness our spiritual energy because there was obviously a physical type of creation. But what we're about to see is that the physical creation coming is very, very different from that type of creation. And I promise I'll take questions here in a minute. So, boom, we're in chapter 2. Here's something really interesting in chapter 2. Chapter 2 starts out with, and guys, this is a clue that we cannot miss here. Chapter 2 starts out with, Heaven and earth and everything in them were finished. By the seventh day, Elohim had finished the work he had been doing. On the seventh day, he stopped the work he had been doing. Then Elohim blessed the seventh day and set it apart as holy, because on that day, he stopped all the work of his creation. Okay, so it's done. But we're in chapter 2. Now, randomly in chapter 2, verse 4, we start the creation of man and woman. A whole new recreation here. Really weird. Now, I've been told by pastors before and scholars that this is just a different mythology, a different interpretation. And it was just kind of put in there because like, they wanted to put both in there. Well, I just don't buy that, guys. I I literally think that this is in there as a clue for us, those with eyes to see and ears to hear, the creation of man and woman. This is the account of heaven and earth when they were created at the time when Yahweh Elohim made earth and heaven. Now, a lot of people say, well, that's talking about the Elohim that was just there creating. I don't think it was. Because here it says, when Yahweh Elohim made earth and heaven, not created. The word created is used all through chapter 1. And I am in the Names of God Bible, but you can corroborate this by going into any translation um, on Bible Hub and go through and look at the Hebrew and look at the root words and understand what it's actually talking about here. But I use Names of God Bible because it puts the names of God in there, pulling from the original root words, which is very important to what we're talking about, Uh, just so everyone knows. Wild bushes and plants were not yet on the earth because Yahweh Elohim hadn't sent rain on the earth. Remember, Yahweh is called the God of storms in the Sumerian culture. Uh, Also, there was no one to farm the land. Instead, underground water would come up from the earth and, and, and water the entire surface of the ground. Then Yahweh Elohim formed the man from the dust of the earth and blew the breath of life into his nostrils. The man became living. Yahweh Elohim planted in the garden in the east, planted a garden in the east. That's when he put the man whom he had formed. That's where he put the man whom he had formed. Yahweh Elohim made the trees grow out of the ground. These trees were nice to look at and the fruit was good to eat. Mm, Interesting. So right away they're tempting. We don't have 
that type of verbiage in, in chapter 1 because everything is just good. God calls it good in chapter 1. Yet this one is calling the tree nice to look at. It's almost tempting. The tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil grew in the middle of the garden. A river flowed from Eden and of water out of the garden. Outside the garden it divided into four rivers. And then you see the rivers. And then Yahweh Elohim took the man, put him in the garden to farm the land and take care of it. Yahweh Elohim commanded the man. He said, you are to eat from any tree of the garden, but you must never from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, because when you eat from it, you will certainly die. Then Yahweh Elohim said, um, is it not good for man to be alone? I will make a helper for him. Yahweh had formed all the wild animals and birds out of the ground. So he brought them to the man to see what he would call them, blah, blah, blah. The man named all the animals. But the man had no helper who was right for him. So Yahweh Elohim caused him to fall in a deep sleep. How many other times in scripture do you hear specifically associated with Yahweh where someone is put into a trance or a deep sleep? And the reason I mention this is I've been watching Whitley Strieber's um, communion. I've watched Fire in the Sky. I watch Ancient Aliens. I have all that available to stream on my spiritual resources shop. Um, if you don't have it, it's on Amazon in my shop. Um, and all of those experiences with extraterrestrials are started like that. Someone's in a trance or a deep sleep and they're kind of in and out of it so that they can give an eyewitness account, but it's never as clear as it should be. And this has happened thousands, probably hundreds of thousands of times just in the last hundred years. And it's amazing. And I think this stuff is still going on. And I think you see the exact thing here with Yahweh. So now he goes into the flesh of Adam to pull Eve out. And I think is a very, very telling part of this. And they will become one flesh. Now we use these verses for all kinds of things within merits. We become one flesh, blah, blah, blah. Rather than saying, hey, we're already one with God. We already have dominion over the earth. And by the way, I don't see anything in this creation or this maker account that says we have dominion over the earth because the one that has dominion is Yahweh. And I don't know, guys, this just all makes sense to me. And I may be totally crazy and I may be out there, but I just, I have to bring this to you guys. And I'm one of the few people online bringing it. And I'm not saying I'm 100% right, but I am saying take it, think about it, talk about it with your loved ones. Here's a picture of Yahweh descending on the mountain, on Mount Sinai. We talked earlier today about uh, Baimei, which is the aboriginal god that descended on the mountain and brought the law. Sound familiar? Descended on the mountain and brought the law. This is over in Australia, Mount Yengo. And this is Baimei. Look familiar? Little extraterrestrial looking? I'm just saying, guys, how many times have we been, had, it, had one pulled over on us because there's an entity, and here's, here's kind of the Yahweh entity that I created. It is real creepy looking. That may look more like a Nephilim, one of the giants, but I made that with AI. But this thing is drawn all over cave walls, thousands of miles apart, all around the world. It's always associated with some sort of sky creator god that came down from the sky and made things, fashioned things out of clay, out of flesh. 
And it's always associated with one that gives the law, the old law, the way to live. Follow these things and I won't destroy you. And again, I fully, fully, fully believe, guys, with my being of beings and my heart of hearts, that Christ came to tell us something that most people are just not getting right now. And that is that we do live in a matrix, that love is the key, that he is the key, because we can become part of him, we can become Christ's with him, and bring the reign of El Elyon, God Most High, back to this planet through us right now. Because the kingdom of God is within us. And I think if you guys start reading just kind of through the lens that I'm talking about now, it starts to make a lot more sense. And I just say we all walk into the great beyond, the light. Like, let's just have an open mind and have these conversations. Let me let me take some questions here. So, um, let's see. Okay, let me go back. So... Uh, feminine energy, uh, also another reason I don't believe in religion. Everyone interprets everything differently. Absolutely. And I think that's why Christ, there was no interpretation to the words he brought. He just said, you either get it or you don't. Like I speak in, in parables so they won't get it because he knew he was entering the matrix and the matrix is already owned by the enemy. The deceiver, Hasatan. I believe is synonymous or at least in cohorts with the Yahweh figure who was supposed to be serving at, at the will of the most high with the other gods or fallen angels on this earth. Again, just putting all these mythologies together. I can think one thing and you can think another and that's totally okay guys. So, uh, Robert says, definitely agree. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, God became a man and he sat at a table uh, and was on a cross. He's close to us. Amen. Absolutely. Uh, the Garden of Eden. Um, let's see. Trying to put these comments together. Um, the serpent just did the whole world dirty. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but here's the deal. Who was the serpent? Because the serpent is sly and cunning. Did the true God enter the garden as the serpent to tell them, hey, you're not going to die, but it will open your eyes and you'll see through the matrix. Because I think Christ came with the same exact message. And I think it's pretty clear from chapter 1 to chapter 2 that there was an original, beautiful, divine creation that needed no pulling of ribs from flesh. It was just created as we are in beauty and love and light as a part of the heavenly family. And then we were made into what we are now. And nobody knows the truth. No, Everybody wants to argue. And those that just stop and go, hey, we're in a matrix, have such an open mind that we get demonized all the time. Yet I believe Christ came fully to show us that and unlock our beingness back to God. Um, let's see. Somebody put aliens. Yep, absolutely. Um Serpent being play a part in every religion. Yes, it does, definitely. Uh, even the aboriginals I talked about earlier, they also have a creator God who created everything, and it was the rainbow serpent who created everything originally, but then Baime came in and made everything out of clay. Literally the story I'm talking about right now. Like, it's crazy, guys. Like, we have to look into this. I don't know. I mean, I feel like we have to. I feel a very strong duty to look into it because... 
I've believed one thing my whole life and never understood it. And this is the first time I'm starting to understand a little bit of it. And it actually makes sense together. So, um, let's see. Anyway, yeah. So, I don't know. I hope that makes sense to you guys. I had some other comments, but there's a ton of them and I'd have to read all of them. And I'm a slow reader. Sorry, guys. So, uh, for what I have no clue... So, yeah, we, we don't know. I mean, all we can do is speculate and talk and pray and just share our truth with each other. And that's that's the whole point of this community is not to argue amongst each other. It's like, if you have a plausible idea about how all this fits together, bring it to the community. Let's talk about it. I'll live stream on it. Let's, um, I'll do my best to shout you out if you have a great idea and we bring it all together and it connects the dots. I love to know. So... Uh, some scripts explain the Anunnaki as serpent beings. See, I think the Anunnaki are probably better beings than we think about. Like, like what if it's all flipped and reversed? And then some people say, well, that doesn't matter to the message of Christ. Well, yeah, absolutely it does. Because if he came to reveal the matrix, to return us back to God, to buy us back from the evil extraterrestrial gods that had taken a beautiful creation and made it into their image rather than the true image of El Elyon, then that changes everything. That changes who I'm worshiping. That changes my love for what Christ did for me. That changes my duty and responsibility and commitment and love for what I do. Because if that's all true then we really are the light bringers to bring light to the world. And everyone demonizes that word too. Oh, this is Luciferian, that's Luciferian, whatever. Nobody has a clue what they're talking about. Nor do I, by the way. Nor do I. I'm just a voice in the wilderness to try to figure this out for myself. And I'm doing it on a public forum, trying to help other people figure it out for themselves as well. I think they're good beings myself. Yeah, absolutely. And the stories of Anunnaki brought us knowledge. So, I think there are some surprising similarities. I think there were definitely fallen angels that came and brought worthless knowledge. And I think that there were angels who brought good knowledge and pushed humanity towards understanding the whole Matrix. Why do you think the Matrix movie even exists? The Matrix movie is, in essence, Gnosticism. We live in a matrix. Once you start to see it, you realize all the beings in the matrix are under the spell of the matrix as well. Once you start to see through the matrix, you know who you really are and you understand what your true divine work is. It just changes everything. And I talked the other day on movies as scripture, like fully believing that, you know, God speaks like his prophets aren't just thousands of years ago. It's you and me, guys. It's, it's filmmakers, it's YouTubers and TikTokers. Like, we are... That's why I wrote this book, guys. I think this book is scripture, too. I'm not trying to set myself on a pedestal with all these old, great scribes and everything, but I'm just saying, this was something God breathed through me, or I wouldn't keep marketing it and promoting it. Because I can't help people if this isn't on their Audible, on their iTunes, in their Apple books, ready to be listened to and actively being listened to. I've already listened to it several times. I recorded it. I wrote it. I edited it. I've read it. And I still keep going through it. Because this is the one thing that I've put out that needs to be gone through over and over and over to just understand the truth about who we are. 
And I don't have so much of the weird alien stuff in this as I do now because my understanding wasn't quite there. But on a core surface, this was written as a Christian book. And some of the things I say in it are oddly similar to what I'm saying now. And it's like God was preceding all of these ideas into my head on our divine origin and our inner brilliance and the gifts that he gives us in our everyday life to unlock who we really are and start changing this world for the better. Uh, almost everything you believe is fake in the movie is true. Yeah, that's absolutely. I agree with that. Uh, Ascension to Jupiter. Yeah, there you go. I don't know what planet I'm going to, but I know I'm going to be with him. Um, so anyway, if you guys haven't, this is like the best way you can support me. This and donating directly through my PayPal. So if you like what I'm doing, if you enjoy the podcast, check out my book. It's at cubcooker.me, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.me. That'll actually forward you to my stan.store, S-T-A-N dot S-T-O-R-E slash cubcooker where you can get my book. This is also made into a video course where I teach the whole thing. Uh, so the video course is on there as well if you're into that kind of thing. I literally gave every way I could for people to consume this and start to understand who they are. Hi, Marvell. Here's Marvell. Mm, I know. I know. Here we are. She's telling me it's time to jump off. I love you guys. Thank you so much for watching today. I'm going to get back to my doggy life and go make some more TikTok videos. So uh, I appreciate you uh, and you are literally uh, where I realize this is where we are. Well, thank you so much, Angela. Um, or I hope that's your name. Sorry. Let's see. An Annie. Thank you, Annie. I appreciate it. Uh, do you ever speak on the Palladians or Arturians? I have not yet. I don't understand all of that. You're on my microphone, honey. What do you want? Do you need outside? I'm going to have to let her outside. Anyway, I've got way more stuff coming, guys. I do this every single day for an hour at a time. I love you guys. Please consider supporting me through one of my links. I really, really appreciate it. I do this full time, so every little bit helps. You may not think buying one little audiobook helps me. But I promise you, everyone that's sold, I notice, every time one of you guys messages me and says you read it and you loved it and it's the best book you've ever had, that means the world to me. Thank you guys so much. And I do narrate it. So if you like my voice, I get to go through and narrate it. So anyway, you guys have a beautiful day. I love you guys. Peace.